Yo, it's a Jubilee Small Podcast. It's episode 734. Hello, Lauren Clark. Oh, well, hello, Stuart Farrell. Well, look at this us, uh, two in a row, as promised. Oh, and we my are... gosh. Oh, Clap it out. Clap it out. Clap it out. <laughs> Lauren Clark, we're going to start on a negative note today. I thought we might, Stuart Farrell. A little no, moment of silence. No. We've had no. a lot of correspondence from people who've been thinking of oh, you during the last off. week. Well, you know, that's why I got off <laughs> Twitter and Facebook and all your troll mates. Uh, because... My troll mates. Well, Do you Lauren mean the, the listeners? <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, look, the listeners. Lawrence Trollmates, a.k.a. the listeners to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Because I've cut off all com- uh, conversation and communication with them, as you know. Oh, that's healthy. Good on uh, you. Well, I just like to live in my little dark space alone without <laughs> trolls. But, you know, trolls breed in the dark. Uh, well. They, they grow in the dark, at least. They're like right. mushies. But no, we're not here, and the complaint's not about football. And congratulations to whoever barracks for the two teams that I can't remember <laughs> that won uh, last week, Friday and Saturday. Uh, all the best to their fans. And uh, Should we talk about the games in, in depth? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's much point. Uh, Do you know what? I cannot. bad for football, as I they say. I just cannot tell you. How much? If you are not in Victoria or Australia at the moment, you—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the time of year when uh, it is a bit liberating. You know, I was talking last week about how it was kind of enticing to go back into the football world, mm. but it is a bit liberating because you do say uh, to yourself, uh, "Thank God, ninety-nine percent of what people are talking about in media, full stop." I do not have to care about. Mm. Like it just, but just means that there's a kind of mind you. You kind of wonder what else must be going on. Like all these little things that get, you know, released and, and you know what I mean. Like, I have no idea what you mean. But well, there, like there was a law. There was a. I saw a thing. Uh, God, now I'm going to forget what it was. But the prime minister and his Trump and his mates. Um, yeah. And his trolls, they yeah. uh, did a whole lot of nasty stuff during the strawberry crisis. Everyone was talking about straws and for like four days. And so they put out the trash, as they say in West Wing. Yeah. And they just dumped a whole lot of negative news stories, just little ones that nobody would care about. Like what? We put the spikes oh, like, in the strawberries? No, 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 no. Not to do with the strawberries, to do oh. with other stuff. So it's like negative news stories that reflect badly on them. Such as? Oh, you know what? Wild, distracted strawberries. I'm going to look it up because I can't well, I'll, remember. Well, I'll just say, uh, anyway, Yes. fantastic the footy season's over because we can concentrate on cricket. <laughs> well, more importantly, horse racing because, as we know, it is a cruelty-free industry that everybody loves and the horses get padded after a big run. So, uh, and that's the spring carnival in a nutshell. Lauren Clark, did you find that article? No, can't find it. Mm. It was something to do with like surveillance, you know, like one of those nasty things people do. Oh, is this the one where Dutton's trying to put on bits and pieces onto people's phones? And they, no? yes, I don't like know. That. Do we have to talk about these peanuts in Canberra oh, no. that don't deserve <laughs> our attention? Ah, uh, it is. They take our money. Enough. Isn't that enough? We should just let them go and play with each other, yeah. and we can just get on with running the country ourselves. Uh, that would be fun. What would you do? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'd do is get rid of all the politicians Fire in Canberra. Them all. Yeah. yeah. Fire them all. Uh, anyway, Lauren Clark. Yes. We yes, were starting so. off on a negative note. And yes, we, sorry. We went to a really dark place, uh, <laughs> AFL. Here, we go, here uh, it is. I found it. Go on. 
When everyone te- uh, tech, no, yeah, it's it's Dutton. You were right. I thought mm. it was uh, Morrison. Tech companies are worried Peter Dutton is rushing legislation to snoop on your encrypted chats, oh, and it was all God. kind of happening while everyone just was distracted by strawberries. You should see my encrypted chats. <laughs> your unencrypted chats with me would require like Encryption. scientists yeah. <laughs> to go figure out what the hell they should is be. This they thing? should be encrypted. Just for the safety. No, like I only uh, (laughs) encrypticised with three other people, and uh, we were a group, and and the the drivel that's uh, encrypted is not worthy of the code it's written on. It's, you know, so he can go and look at my. Or if you've got nothing to worry about, then don't worry about. No, I don't believe that for a second. That is probably is is that up there with the. Top three worst arguments in it, history. It's really bad, isn't yeah, it? Like it's, it's flawed on every level, and it uh, yeah, no, it's. I've it's got nothing to hide. I don't care if they spy on my conversation. Feel free, go right ahead. You've got nothing to look oh, at here. Oh, how revolting! I know. I know. Imagine, but they're the sort of people that probably w- you would find something. You just have to dig a little deeper, oh, or yeah. you just fall asleep trying to read their encrypted uh, <laughs> prayers or whatever the hell they do. <laughs> You know, Laura Cluck, we were saying we're starting this podcast off on a negative note. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so what's the negative note? Goodness, well, we haven't even hit it yet. I haven't even hit it. <laughs> we should encrypt this podcast and protect everyone from it. But I'm telling you right now, Laura yes. Cluck. Yes. Oh, good. Please. Yep. It's, I'm having a go, and it, it's more to do with probably people like yourself. Oh, great. Uh, well, no, no, not people like you exactly, but people that you surround yourself with. And I don't mean your family or friends, Mm -hmm. but the sort of geographical area that you surround yourself Uh, in, that that being the inner city of an overcrowded scum fest uh, called Melbourne. And, well, you know, even the newspapers are saying now, inner skitty scum fest, uh, and that was inner city scum (laughs) fest, uh, because it uh, it is now proven that we've all what we've all known for those yes. that don't live in Melbourne, mm. uh, myself included. There, thank you very much, Lauren Clark. Mm. Uh, the that it's grown, and and not on par with all the the major cities of the world, mm. but like some mutant splobber that eats like fat and just keeps growing and growing and is taking over the the the, the actual geographical location it sits on. So it's become too big for its own pants. It's like the fat man with the guts uh, hanging over the belt and, and then he's got the Volkswagen bonnet underneath the belt un, uh, above uh, where, he's, where he's... Well, you know, you, you do the pants up and you've got the guts and then you've got the Volksy right. bonnet at the front of the pants that, with the pleats and all the business. Uh, that's what Melbourne is now. Right. So what's going to happen is, is fat man's going to undo uh, pants with or belt to... Uh, you know, take off his pants one day and he's just going to go whooshka and uh, really cause a bit of a mess. And that's Melbourne in a nutshell. In a tight pair, that's Melbourne in a tight pair of pants. Just not at all sure where you're going with this. Point being. <laughs> what? Yes, thank you're you. You're in the inner city of all this. Now, there is a disturbing trend. That is what we've gotten to. And this is the point of today. Mm. And it's people. Yes. Lauren Clark. It's people that are... Uh, What's the name when you sort of humanise, not an animal, but a, a, like a, a piece of equipment? Oh, I don't well, think there is. We've got anthropomorphize. Yeah, anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphize. Yes. Right. But I'm talking <laughs> when you take it one step further and, and you anthropomorphize a, <laughs> a, a non-living being. So, for instance, oh, yeah. 
this has to stop. And this yeah. is this is where we're at today. Mm. And today's first segment on the stupidly small podcast mm. is uh, stop it, stupid idiot. And here it is. <laughs> right. If you're a person that's got a bike, mm. and uh, you take a picture of your bike. And lean it up against the wall and you take the picture and then put it on uh, Facebook. Yes. And it's got the basket on the front or something. And you're going, uh, oh, me and uh, Meryl just at the shops. Or I love uh, Big Bertha. She's a ripper. Oh, Oh, alert, alert. You know, Chardon's been stolen, right? Or someone's got a, a caravan or a car. Or, uh, you know, just uh, even something just that's not living and naming it and be, and becoming and making Birth it. Birth of the car or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they did that. Who, Clive the Doctor in Neighbours, he named his car. What was that? Remember I he had the Kingswood? I do not remember. You wrote the 20-year anniversary book. No, did it happen after 20 years? might have happened, happened in the 21st happened, year. No, it happened <laughs> in the first 20. Remember Clive? He was a doctor, redhead. He had a, had a, a oh, touch yeah, of the yeah, David Wenham's him. about him. Yeah, touch right? of the Davos. Yep, yeah, touch of the David Ans. Yep. Yeah, well, anyway, Clive had a, a, a blue Kingswood, I think, from memory, and he right. named it. Was it mm, something? But anyway, no. this has to stop. The naming of, ina- in, was it inanimate objects? The naming of these things is doing my head in. It's mm. done. Mm. Finish it. Over it. Um. Surely you must agree. Oh, no, I totally do. I totally do. There there must be a name for this. I feel like there is a name When they give it a name, you'd never give a a kid, a dog or a rat too. Like, oh, mysterical. Maxi. Maxi, yeah. Well, no, I've got a a (laughs) friend that's got a kid named Maxi. Um... yeah, no, I was it's, thinking it's, that. It's, it's more like a like a bit of a dumpy name, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I totally it's very, know. Very, very. I totally it know. Must stop. It is right? funny that, isn't it? It is. It's interesting how. Do you have so little friends that you have to start naming your stuff? You know, but I have had one I'm or two friends with who have done this, and and I've loved them. Like I've loved the friend, but mm. I've thought, no, I, I just that's not. Stop I'm it. not into that at all. Stop it. Uh, but you're right. It's always like a really it, – it get right in. If you've got one, do you oh, know yeah. who I think I might have seen one? Uh-huh. A listener. Uh, if you name your turntable, you've got problems. You know, if you name <laughs> your house, it's a if freaking house. But they do. Oh, I'm going to whack a bit of plastic on barrel. You know, it's like give me a break. Right. It's, it's a thing. Yes. It's a piece of equipment. <laughs> It has a purpose. It's not your friend. It doesn't hang out with you, nor is it, you can't converse with it. It's going to do what you you bought it to do, but it doesn't do it because it chooses to do that for you as a, like a loving friend would do. That's its function, and that's where it ends. It's not a friend. It's not part of your life. It's not an extension of you. Stop it. What, what is that? Is it an attachment to, like, you know what I mean? It like, loses. I feel like it's a weird instinct. It's not something I don't I don't think I would ever like the closest thing that I would be attached to would be my like I'm not at the moment because I don't use it mm. really much since I've had kids but like I used to use my lamey all the time and be quite like that's this for is a my fancy this pen, is my thing like it's way, most connected general. yeah sorry that's a pen and uh and, and uh, like if you'd said pick the thing that kind of you identify with as your like little thing you, you, you know what pen. I mean no, but you know what I mean? Like the thing that's the most you kind of thing. I would have said that. But at no stage would, you know, that thing of like, where's my goop, gootski or where's where's schmoopski gone? Or what, like, what is where's that Where's my instinct? little righty-barty, uh, you know, <laughs> skitty guy? Yeah, exactly. 
I, I don't just know, don't Lauren. know what it is. I, I just anyway, say, yes. it's, it's just grown in popularity. I wish I could remember. Was Clive's car called Bertha? I'm looking it up. Clive. Clive Neighbours car name. Car name. Name. Um, and you reckon it was a Kingswood, but I won't put that in. Clive Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Jeff Payne. That's right. Um, yeah, you're right. This would have been in the era that I covered. That's right. So you were Let the person that wrote the see. book. Yeah, but I don't remember. I told you I don't remember anything about that book. Oh, it's not mentioned. Oh, there's massive not holes in the, the first 20 years of history. No, of no not in that. No, not in that. Not on the internet. Like, not in his uh, uh, Wikipedia either. Oh, no. What? Wait a minute if I go, what? Are we actually, this is the podcast now. We sit here, Google, and talk to <laughs> each other. What was Clive from Neighbours? <laughs> Remember once upon a time we pretended we didn't have someone. Google? Someone will Car be screaming name. it at us right now too. Well, by the way, well, some listeners probably named somewhere. their bike as well. Um, <laughs> I want somebody to come. I want somebody to write and defend, like their Na- naming of stuff. their thing. I do because I think there will be somebody who can come up with a cogent defence of that. Like maybe I don't know what it is, but I but I write to us if you. If you know someone who you think does this for a reason that makes sense in some way, I can't really think of like what it is, except like, oh, it's a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's a slightly – is that mm. the one – you know how you said it's been happening more and more recently? Yeah. Do you think it's because that people are pretending it's a joke? People are becoming more and more losery. No, no, no. I think it's just a high <laughs> loser count at the moment. And uh, people are talking about this next generation as being okay, um, which they, 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 they possibly are. But – uh, their lameness has now become the norm. Mm. So the normalising of lameness <laughs> has brought back uh, things like, you know, nor- uh, well, uh, what, let me, paisley pants, for instance, or uh, bowl <laughs> haircuts, or, uh, you know, not caring what old people think. You know, I was on a train the other day. Again, like Lauren Clark, as you know, I... Two two examples of why young people suck. Um, this this is not the podcast now. We're not like young people suck is our opening segment. And <laughs> no, I'm not like, saying young people. I'm just saying that's been normalised. It's all old people too. It's like usually the hippie types. That like you know your friend oh, hippies. Drink, you can go on hippies coffee, now. Coffee at series. Go yeah. back to the seventies, buddy, and have a little bit of an argument with them then when they really <laughs> existed as a force in. Well, no, this is the, the urban hippie. But uh, you know, the other day I was with my young colleague. Who's twenty eight years? Is of this age. the one? Uh, this is one is of the ones. Is this the one that you told me about? That yeah, go continue. Well, this young man, he's twenty eight, yeah. and I was ha- I was assisting um, at some work thing, and then uh, I said, "All right, see you later, young fella." Oh, I didn't say that, but I said, "See you, mate." All right, I said, "I've got to pop off and do something else." And as you know, I crossed paths with the um, the client that was coming into the property to speak with uh, my young colleague, mm. and uh, I got a phone call soon after saying, "I just have to let him, from my young colleague, saying, I just have to let you know this because he just he ate it up with with a dessert spoon." This is the uh, one I thought. Yes. Well, no, he, he's like, "Oh, you know that uh, such and such the, exec, the executive that was coming in to talk to me about this property." Yes, yes. Uh, uh, she thought you were my dad. Uh, she thought that was so nice that uh, the father and son were working together. And I said. <laughs> This guy's 28, by the way. I don't look like the father of a 28-year-old uh, upstart. And he's taller than me. Anyway, I'm going, well, that 
person that thought that is just an imbecile, and you're just a smarty, and it's typical of your generation ringing me thinking that's funny. I'll let him go on that note because he's, he's quite funny. So, that's but then hilarious. I'm on the train on the way back. You. Yeah. Oh, he got straight away. He just goes, yeah. "Oh, I should let you know this." I like the sound of him. Yeah, he's a smarty. And then, um, oh, that, that just just as a sidebar. Uh, as of last night, mm. I've uh, given up swearing. Um, I. I know we don't like to self, we try and be too self referential here, but this is important. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gave up swearing. It, it's <laughs> no, no. I just found myself swear. I said to uh, my housemate, I said, "Do I swear a lot?" She goes, "Oh, you are kidding, aren't you? You swear <laughs> all the time, and you swear in the worst possible way." And uh, wow. and and I said to some this same young bloke at work, "Do I swear?" I didn't ask him. He goes, "You say the c word a lot, don't you?" And wow. I thought. Oh, no. And he goes, no. I said, do I? Do I? He goes, yeah, you say it all the time. And, and he goes, oh, no, it's all right. It's all right. I say it all the time too. And I said, all right. But then the other day I caught myself. I almost like let out an expletive while just talking to someone casually in a business setting. And wow. I thought I've normalized it too much. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, yeah. I've gone too far the other way. Yeah. Like it's not just used for punk, you know, like a bit of a, a you know, a dramatic effect anymore. No. It's, it's like I'm in the shops and I'm like, Give me a frigging liter of milk, you know. But I, it's it, it, so I you just do think, sound unhinged. Yeah, like you maybe need to. See at the milk bar, I'm yelling for mustics and using the f word, and I'm like, no more. So <laughs> I've put my foot down, and rather than do the swear jar thing, I'm just going to be very conscious because, as they know, and as you know, yes. uh, you're being a, a linguist and a linguist that uh, mm. that uh, <laughs> swear those things. But yes, <laughs> swearing uh, is just lazy, isn't it? Well, I don't know Stuart Farrell because, I mean, look, I've always, yeah, I mean, yes, yes. I mean, I totally have always been told that, taught that by a lot of people who I respect have taught me that, right? Mm -hmm. Swearing's lazy. Like myself just then, right? Yeah, like you. I mean, I look up to you in so many ways. Well, you are shorter than me, yep. (laughs) You could be my dad. Anyway. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, and, but. But. I think language, and I, and I think. Hang on a second, I need to get this. Bottle. As a <laughs> as a writer, <laughs> I actually think that if we weren't, I have yeah. I haven't yeah. used that one, you know. Um, but it, I, I just feel like like swearing has a potency, and that's why you doing it all the time isn't great. Although I kind of I, I listened, I you know me and eavesdropping. Yeah, we're good friends, and um, I went. You do. I went. It's all I do, and I went to uh, a cafe recently, and I just tuned out of the conversation I was meant to be having, Mm. and tuned into this one. And the guy was one of those guys, and it was every third word. It was just like, and it was part of the sort of lyricism of how he spoke, the kind of the way the it, it, and it just. I kind of listened to it and I was like, it's, I just think swear words are kind of really compelling the way people use them. I think they're used creatively. I think they're a, they're a, um, a kind of family of words that people you can use, you know, people yeah, tend that, to use it more creatively and expressively. Do that's you know what I mean? fine. They can find it's a, uh, you know, as an exclamation point or something as well. Or to re- but if it becomes, just if, if seriously, if you're sitting there talking to someone, going blah blah, and it's just all just flying out of your mouth, as part, like it's a normal conversation, mm. you know you've gone past that threshold. Is my point, and yeah. I had, I'd, yeah, I'd stepped, totally get it. I'd yeah. stepped over to the like seriously potty mouth uh, to uh, to uh, coin an Americanism. Yeah, uh, I was a, a straight up <laughs> coining potty an Americanism. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
or drawing on using one? I don't know. You're the linguist and the linguist in this podcast. My point was, so I was on the train back yes. from uh, the the uh, the uh, the nightmare that was last Friday night at the MCG. Yeah. And um, there was some, you know, weird kid sitting next to me, you know, the type uh, wearing the, the fancy clothes with the hair on the, over the eyes and the headphones on. Oh. And I... Uh, I, I I was looking, he was like scrolling through his music and, you know, chucking stuff on. And I heard a little beat sort of beat thing going on in his earphones. Mm. And I said, oh, that sounds like hip hop, you know. Yeah. And then I saw him scrolling and he goes, boom, and puts on, you know, this person. You know, I mean, like if you're into hip hop, not so obscure, but for the, the rank and file uh, normal non-swearers like yourself, yep. he was just right out of the blue. <laughs> and um, and I, I flicked through my phone and... And just hit on the same artist and, and the guy to his headphones and I'll just show and goes, Oh man! Oh you know uh, boom man! He goes, Well, I can't believe it, old man knows I've got what? Oh he started like God. freaking out that this old man next to him <laughs> knew this underground hip hop artist. And I was just like, uh oh. Seriously, You're he made a point, he goes, what? I can't believe this old guy knows that this, I'm gone. <laughs> what can you do? What have you done wrong? You need a haircut or something. I need a hair dye by the sound of it. It's like I could not believe. That was his point. That's the what fact that the said. old man next to him on the train knew this funky. I have said you have acted like you're 107. If you act like it, if you say the problem with you people is that you're young people. I was connecting with the young stuff. buck. I had the same artist in my phone. I was connecting. See, if you're saying I'm connecting with the youth, you are 107. I I'm sorry, but it is official. You have officially converted to being an old man. It sounds like I just have officially converted to Judaism. Do you say uh, visually? Huh? Didn't you hear what you just said? No. You was visually. Well, you've officially, you have officially converted you. to being the grandfather we all knew you had inside you. <laughs> Stupid. Too long. Oh, the band still, never Frank. broke up, Lauren. <laughs> it's like the good times were just Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> like, let's let it be. We can just punch them out straight away, huh? Uh, Yellow, the green tortoise in the submarine, as wow. Ringo said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, what is in my phone? What is your phone? Uh, I have a couple of things in a, in my phone today. Mm-hmm. One of which is just a little bit of fangirling that I've been doing. By the way. Fangirling and Beatles. No, Fangirling and Beatles has has me reminded. Um, Let me just Google this. John and Paul. Yes, I read that. Don't you dare say that. Well, I'm not swearing Um, anymore, so I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) No, uh, that I just have to say, uh, uh, when when the Not For Comedy Festival Film Festival is on, I went to see... I think I may have told you this. I went to see uh, a film uh, produced by a friend of mine. In fact, not only a friend of mine, one of my better friends who used to produce, I used to work with her. Ah, Tim the Dipstick. So I know she's a brilliant producer. Her name's Rita Walsh. Anyway. Ah, Reets. Reetsy Poops. And she does not. That's not her professional name. <laughs> no, that's her Twitter not. handle, though. Follow her, Reetsy Poops, <laughs> she's for all that uh, crazy stuff that not. she gets up to outside of work. Definitely not. But... 
Anyway, I went to see, and you know when you go and see a friend's thing? It's like I recently read a, a book of, that a friend wrote and the Ugh. book, uh, and I was dreading it. I was thinking, oh, God, yeah. and it's going to be the worst. I'm going to have to try and think of something to say. I know the feeling. And I, hey, shut up. Yeah, and I'm I read. Saying, I'm still trying to get my head around the last time I went to the market. <laughs> the last time I went to the market. Great. <laughs> Getting of the text entirely wrong. The title entirely wrong. Anyway, and I read this book called, now what was that book called? That was by Matt Larkin and it was called The Orchard Underground and it was funny and loved it. It was a young adult fiction book. In fact, it was earlier than that. Middle grade, oh, I they call it. Yep. And I was like, I loved it. I just loved it. And I was so grateful to the universe. And then next time I saw Matt, I was like, Matt, yeah, book's great. And it was fabulous. Because sometimes mm. I have been, and, and when I used to do, hang on, theatre, um, I remember being Did you trained. Did the story of O? Shut up. I, I, I remember being trained to what they used to say, what they used to call do good for you which is where if you see a show and yeah. it was the worst thing you've ever seen, it was like a nude person in a fishbowl walking around. Story like, of O. Yes. Then you, then you come out later and how to say supportive things and not like, you know, You needed a bigger fishbowl. And anyway, anyway, whatever. So loved Matt Larkin's book. Um, was totally taken by that and then did the same thing with the Regia film. Now, I knew that it was probably going to be great because I'd seen a, a review of it mm-hmm. and I'd seen like, um, I don't know, like I think I'd seen a little preview or something mm. and also read is great. I expected it to be great but there was just a little part of me because you just always have that of like, oh, I just hope that this goes well. <laughs> anyway, I liked it so much. Oh, I wow. like, I actually got a bit embarrassing because there was, at the screening that I went to at the Melbourne Film Festival, there was one of the people who was in the uh, film. It's a documentary and it's about the whole concept of fangirling. It's called I Used to Be Normal, right? Mm. It's, in fact, I think it's called I Used to Be Normal, A Boy Band Fangirl Story. So it's like about boy bands and yeah. girls who love them. And so you kind of think, oh, like I'm not into girl band, boy bands or fangirling or anything, so what's in it for me? But it is so – it is such a beautifully told story. And the people that they found, don't know how they did it, they found these funny, clever, interesting, like nuanced human beings. And it raises questions like, you know, you're watching it and you're like, oh, my God, there are these girls screaming and weeping at the sight of, yeah, I don't know, what's his name from One Direction or whatever. Justin Bieber. And you know what? I, no, not Bieber wasn't one of them. But yeah. Liam but, McCartney. Anyway, Liam McCartney. Anyway, so they, they're doing all of that. And then you think, oh, but then you, you think about footage of people at the grand final and some mm-hmm. of those people are blokes and some of them are, you know, like doing well, the same normal, thing. Though. So there's a sort of... Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. that's right. Of course it is. Yeah. Anyway, so there, it raises all sorts of kind of questions too. And anyway, it was fantastic. I totally recommend it. I don't know what's where you'll called? be able to see it, but it's called I Used to Be Normal. That used wasn't actually my What's in Your Phone. Well, what's in your phone, Lauren Clark? <laughs> Aside from Plug and Friends films. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. So, fangirling is what I started, right? What? I have... I, I have been trying really hard to find a reason not to like Jacinda Ardern. Who I think is, you going to say something else then. I don't know what you thought I was going to say, and it, but I'm sure it was wrong. Uh, Jacinda Ardern is the – Jacinda Ardern is Aha, the – Aha, it's a D. Uh, is the right. uh, Prime Minister 
of New Zealand. I've heard of her. She had the kid and lied to everyone about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> had to pay a maternity leave without... She got elected uh, while pregnant. Wow. Wow. You really are fabulous, aren't you? Thank you. Talk about trolls rooting in the dark, whatever you said. No, <laughs> multiplying, <laughs> multiplying. Perhaps anyway. the result of rooting, but multiplying. <laughs> anyway... She is a cracker. I haven't, she is not, she's like not. Because she didn't take a pay raise. She didn't take a pay raise, but that's not what I was going to talk about. She's the first female world leader to bring a baby to like the General Assembly, the UN, right? And she's sitting there with this like baby and she's having a chat and she does To the baby? No, dude. And she does these fabulous, um... Uh, Facebook videos where she just like chucks the video up and goes, hey, so I thought I'd explain a few things about the latest thing that I've been doing. And she just talks like a normal human. Yeah. And she is funny and light. And she, I think I told you recently she went and she did a speech and there were all sorts of teachers and education people um, banging the door down at Parliament. And she came out and she was like, yeah, you should be. And you guys are great. And you're really shaping the universe here. And mm-hmm. we're going to try and do what we can for you. And I don't know, she she just, she, I think she's pretty impressive. And we were talking at the start of the podcast today about yeah. wanting to just sack everybody. Yes. And I think that's a little bit simplistic when there are people, just little people all over the place mm-hmm. doing things that are actually like that. And she was one of them. She was one Who's of the Who's one pe- of ours though, Lauren Clark? Well, that's the thing. She started and when I went to... When I went to New Zealand recently, oh, get a new bell. I met a person who used to work with her, used to work in the Labor Party offices when she wasn't the Prime Minister. She was just like some new person kind of down the bottom of the pecking order. She was a lackey, an apparatchik. And, and, they, and they said, you know, she was just there quietly doing this thing and this move was slowly made to – like who knows what's happening in Australian politics, but hopefully mm. – Fingers crossed there are people like her. I'm going to put a link up to Jacinda Ardern Makes History with Baby Neve at uh, UN General Assembly. And I'm also going to put a quick link, uh, link, <laughs> quick well. link, quick link up to uh, the you can book to see, to come to a thing called Ozpod. <gasps> uh, are we on? And it's actually, it's actually the eve of Ozpod. <laughs> uh. Um, so it's pre-pod. It's pre-pod Ozpod. It's Ozpod Eve. It's Prospod. Uh, it's Lospod, actually. Lospod because Prospod. If you, <laughs> it's on the 16th of October, Tuesday, the 16th of October at 7 o'clock. And uh, it is, that's correct. So, And it's in Fitzroy uh, <laughs> because it is the Fitzroy Diaries. And it is at the Mark Street Hall, which is a gorgeous little hall. And it's actually technically in Fitzroy North. And... It's near Ray Street. gonna be here, yeah, and it's gonna be a um, uh, it's gonna be a podcast listening thing. So you, there are gonna be a couple mm. of episodes of the Fitzroy Diaries, but there's gonna be a little tiny lift out section, fold out section involving some real performers doing some Ooh. real things. So that's How gonna be get fun. Tickets? I've put the, I'll put the try booking link in. How much? Uh, Can we do a giveaway? I don't know how much. It might be free. I don't know that it gives away. <laughs> you have to pay for postage for your free yeah, tickets. No. <laughs> anyway, it might be part of a, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I will put a link up in case anybody's interested in that. Stuart Farrell. Laura Clark. We'll see you next week. Well. Oh, yeah. First, you got to do yes. your bit. 
But what? Do, well, here's my bit. What does uh, Meg Guthrie do to find this Lauren Clark? Now she has a lot of time on it. Did you hands. say Meg Guthrie? I don't even know. Michelle Guthrie. Oh, I, was, I was thinking of Meg Lees because I think they look the same. Oh, that's a good point. They do not look dissimilar. Mm. Yes. Uh, you, she, can find us, Stuart, at stupidlybig. Stupidlybig.com, stupidlybig on um, I everything. <laughs> Twitter, yes. Facebook, uh, Instagram and iTunes. We can give us a review and a rating of five stars or more, please. And thank you, Stuart Farrell. Will we see you same time, same place next week? I will. And I'm loving being back, Lauren Clark. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> Have a good grand final day. Oh, yeah. Happy grand final. Hope that's a real... Whoever's in it, who cares? The Who Cares Cup. The Who Cares Cup. Same year. Same for me every year, I'm afraid, Stu. Sorry to break it to you. All right. We will see you next week. Thank you very much for playing. Uh, Bye-bye.